Welcome to Dead Man's Party. Nostalgic reviews from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. With your hosts, Chris, Alex, and Christian. Who could ask for more? Don't run away. It's only them. for it it's dead man's party we are coming to the end of our spotlight on the rocky films we are at 1990s rocky 5 director john avelson writer sylvester stallone starring sylvester stallone talia shire burt young sage stallone burgess meredith tommy morrison richard gant tony burton Oh, and let's not forget the redhead down in front, Delia Shepard. Oh, yeah. And Michael Anthony Williams as Union Kane. Hey, yo, Adrian. We're out of Russia, and I got brain damage. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, we just talked about some action-packed movies, Rocky Three, Rocky Four, and now... We're, we're getting back to basics with Rocky Five. My name is Al, and I'm here with Chris. What's up? Hey, yo, guys, we like a home team here. Oh, yeah, we're the home team, guys. Just remember that. Me, Chris, and Christian are home team. ACC. Yeah, I'm part of the home team. Yay, great. I'm in. I'm glad. Or CAC, CAC. Yeah, we are home team, man. Come on. Uh, yeah, so that was Christian. We are here talking Rocky Five. This, I believe, was the first Rocky I saw in theater. I don't think I saw four in theater. I could be mistaken. No, no, I couldn't have because I was like six. Yeah, five is the first one I saw in theater. Uh, I, I remember that. It was a big moment for me. I remember um, before I even saw it, my dad talked to this guy at work, and he, he goes, he goes. so my, my friend at work told me he saw Rocky Five. And I was like, wow, what'd he say? And he goes, all he said was that Rocky doesn't fight in the ring. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I wonder what that means. <laughs> and that's it. That's my whole memory of 1990 at 10 years old and hearing about Rocky V. But what is your guys' experience with this movie? So I saw this in the theater. I was a month shy of turning 15 years old. And me and my buddy had really gotten into the Rocky franchise, like hardcore, within the previous year or two before Rocky V came out. So we were primed and ready when V came out. It came out the same time that Home Alone did. <laughs> yeah. So, so we went to the theater at our local mall to see it on opening night. Both lines for both movies were snaked all the way out the door. So it, it was sold out loved it when the movie was over 
I we were both like, that's our favorite one. I went <laughs> I went straight to one of the music stores in the mall, bought the cassette single of that fucking Go For It. Go for on. it. Go oh, for yeah. it. I bought, Go for absolutely. It. I bought that cassette. You had brain damage too. Like, yes. Oh, looking back. Yeah, looking back, I want to go back in time and beat the fuck out of myself back then. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Chris are listening to No Way Out. He's listening to Go For It. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So, Christian, what's your. Because I'm just assuming we all have a different experience with this movie than the first four, right? Because of the, our ages. Yeah. I saw this in the theater, too, and I didn't even. I didn't know anything about it going in other than, of course, it being a new Rocky movie. At the time, I probably didn't know that it wasn't directed by him. I, I, but I was already aware because I think my dad made me aware that, you know, that he was the writer, director of two, three and four at that point. And then this returns the director for the original one. So I think other than maybe that, that's all I knew going in. Um, and then it had Tommy Gunn in it. That was it. I don't think I even knew that. I, I don't know if I saw the trailer. I don't think I knew anything about this movie. Positive experience for the most part. For the most part, one thing that threw me, threw me was like when when the climax happens, when that fight happens, I'm like, here we go. They're going to take this in the ring. And like you just said, your buddy said, I'm like, nope, that's it. And I'm like, what? So that was the big thing. Like, that was the shocker. (laughs) Right. The only boxing in the ring you get in this movie is Tommy. uh, Almost like a montage like what we saw for Rocky Three. Um, it was his 10 fights or whatever he said he had. He said, I had uh, five title defenses or whatever he said when he was yelling. Uh, my impressions of that, I was okay with it. I was along for the ride. Um, to me, as long as he's fighting Tommy, I, I guess, I and mean, they're punching uh, for the most part, except for those weird street moves Rocky does like, where, he, where he hooks under his leg or whatever, and then like the one where he clips him when he's running, like and then throwing him on dumpsters or whatever, garbage cans. Like Except for those things, yeah. It, it just, to me, it was like, oh, and then I guess I, it jogged my memory when the guy said that. I was like, oh, wow, so, so yeah, this is it. So then I was just wanting to see who wins or whatever. Um, so that didn't bother me, and I know... You know, people always, just like Chris uh, said in the in the last review, when he was watching the Rocky montage as a part four, he's looking for Rocky music from part two. I said this back when we reviewed Friday the 13th part eight. Mike was looking for music that we normally hear dun, 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 while they're showing New York. And I'm like, no, uh, they changed it because it had it. it. Why would they do that? That would be ridiculous. Uh, and no one had a problem with part three's changes of music and, and Friday three. But yeah, but let's talk about part eight. I don't know why. But yeah, like you, uh, whenever music changes for things like this, I'm usually along for the ride. It usually changes properly. People who know what they're doing are changing it. And that's why Rocky Four works so well with those montages. They knew exactly what to play during those. And then, so like when things change or whatever, like I'm I'm usually down for it. So I was just along for the ride when they didn't fight in a boxing ring. And and plus, when you go through the whole movie, Rocky has brain damage. You know, Drago kicked the shit out of him again. Out of the gate, yeah. Yeah, out of the gate where his hands are shaking. He's he calls uh, Adrian Mick. Uh, which which I always thought was weird. It's kind of creepy when he's no, like, yeah, "Absolutely, it's like, whoa, he's fucked up." Yeah. yeah, yeah. Him and Mick had a relationship. I just want to go home, Mick. <laughs> yeah, I just want to go home, Mick. Yeah. 
I mean, it made me sad. I, I yeah, so yeah. I saw the theater. You know, thinking back on it after that, I was like, it didn't sit well with me. It didn't feel. It didn't have that energy like when I left part four and everything. So I liked it. I did enough. We rented on video. A friend of mine, and whatnot. Then I realized how much more Rocky seems like a caricature of the Rocky two Rocky. Yep. And then you've got that other guy that's in Jason Goes to Hell that eats Jason's heart. <laughs> that's a caricature of the the dude that uh, Don King. King. Don King and and it, it just everything seems like a caricature of something. So that that was weird. But I admit. So then I, I watched it there. We made fun of things like, uh, is this something I can do for you? And and whatever. Like there's just like Rocky's just souped up to eleven in the Rockyisms of part two. Uh, and then so there's that. But then I so I didn't watch it. I'd watch one through four, one through four, one through four. Then when six came out, six. And then I, I revisited five a couple of years ago, and then watched it for this show. And both times I'm like, hey, that's actually not that bad. I like it. I don't love it like the other ones, but I, I actually have a newfound respect for it a little bit. They tried to do something. Where do you go from there? They tried to do something different. And I mean, of course, we just talked about the eight, the son of age in the last one. Doesn't make any sense. He's got brain damage. He lands. He's at the press conference coming out of the goddamn plane. And his son is there, aged five years. Yeah. Doesn't say a word about it. Like, geez, kid. How long have I been gone? You know, like nothing. <laughs> like, like that's just so bizarre, right? But then when you find out it's Rocky's real life son, who unfortunately has died since then, uh, R.I.P. Dude, uh, so sad. Like, he seems like a really cool kid. I mean, he seems like a nice guy. It's shame that he he, he died already. Um, you know, it's the last thing a dad wants to do is outlive his kid. So I'm I'm glad he was immortalized in this movie. But but then so Stallone has like. He doesn't have fond feelings about the movie. I don't know if it's because of the reception or whatever, but when you look at it, you're like, why wouldn't you have fond memories? Like, you really did bring this back to, like, that grittiness that it had. Like, a lot of just the camera shots, like, the way things are shot, it really did take the polish away from from this these movies that 3 and 4 had, you know? It was not slick at, at all. It, it was it was very much back to exactly what he wanted to get it to in a lot of ways. Like Paulie, even they lived in that house that Paulie threw the chicken in the alley. Turkey. That's that the turkey. That's that house. You know yeah. that's bizarre. And you hear Paulie say, "Hey Rocky, it's a good thing I kept this place." Huh? Like when they're moving in, you hear that in the background. Um, which why would he say that then? Right? Should that be a conversation you had before you guys started moving? <laughs> but a lot of things are weird about this. My wife pointed this out. So when they're they're auctioning off his boxing gloves, his first underwear he wore with Apollo or whatever. Yeah. Like like my wife's like, where's all the money from that? Yeah. Exactly. I, I did he owe so much that that just went to pay for like so he lost all his money and then some. And then some, right? Why would he lose and then some? All you lost was your savings, which was invested and lost. It doesn't mean you owe money. And then wouldn't you get like two million from the mansion? Wouldn't you get money from the sports cars? Wouldn't you get money from everything you're selling? Why are you living here? And yeah. why would you move back into the exact neighborhood? Like, where did Rocky that part move? Doesn't make sense, really. When you think about it, like they they try to they try to explain it in a couple one off lines, but when you when you think about it, because then then the auction happens, you're like, where's that money going? Because you're right, like people, that's memorabilia that people would want. Like they would be like. Yeah, I want 
his shorts. I want his gloves. I want whatever he has. And we know he has a lot. His motorcycle. He could have sold that and had a, he could have lived somewhere nicer for a year. He could have lived in the apartment wherever they bought when they in Rocky too. Why did they go all the way back to zero is, is what's really strange about it, you know? And she's working in the pet store. Well, they wanted, they really wanted to bring it back. I mean, you, you know where they're going. It was like, how do we get back to one and two? Well, he's going to lose it all and we just move back. And then that was it. That's probably, that's probably where they went. The investments went bad and now we're back here. My, my major hang up with this movie is, like Christian said, Rocky feels like a caricature of what he was in part one and two. Like they made him so punch. And, and I know he was supposed to have brain damage. I get all that. But they just, just the shit he said and stuff, he just so goofy and punchy and all that stuff. It just did not fully work. Like there's a scene where I don't even remember how it comes up, but they're talking about Mark Twain. And Paulie's like, who's Mark Twain? And Rocky goes, oh, he was a painter. And it's like, is that supposed to be funny? Like, that's not funny. That's stupid. That's Rocky humor, though. Like, it's weird that you guys are saying that. I know. I don't even. I think it's the delivery of some of like this. a windshield washer, a windshield, like a windshield wiper. wiper. Like, but see, it's funny you guys are saying that because you're saying, I know he's supposed to have brain damage, but, but, but yeah. why are you saying <laughs> but? He does. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, don't I think know. it's because I mean, the way it's delivered doesn't. It almost felt like. Stallone wasn't 100% on board or he lost his acting chops for this movie or something because it's like I'm trying to recreate the Rocky from 2 but I don't really want to do it (laughs) I don't know it's something because when I watch it that's the one thing I still say when I watched it back before Christmas and I watched it like a year or two ago uh, I said you know I'm liking the movie, but it's it's like he's he's it's almost like a mock yep. version of part two. Yep. Yeah, I guess I not everyone's going to love like character progression. There's plenty of times people don't like Norman Bates in part three because he's all jittery and nervous. But that's because they found out because because he has a new mom in the window and he's afraid that someone's going to find all this out. And he's like totally paranoid. That's why he's acting different. And people are like, yeah, but. I don't like to look at it or I don't like to hear it. Or, or So yeah. so it's like, you're not going to like it, I guess. You're not always going to like a character progression. And I, I get it. Maybe I'm just, I'm buying it more than you two. I, I get that he's a little dumber and even dumber than Smeal mainly. But at the same time, you're just not, it's not as charming to you as it was before. I don't know. I mean, you, you call it character progression. I call it character regression. I just, I feel like he just was trying to dumb it down and he he just went overboard with it. If that worked for you, that's fine. It just, it doesn't work for me. I wouldn't say it worked. It, it didn't deter me. Yeah. And I still watch, but it's, it it's noticeable to me. And that's been the one, the one thing that I've carried through. And I think it also is elevated because of that Don King-esque character. Oh, he, the guy's so over the top. <sighs> That he kind of irks me. I know you're supposed to not like him, but it's it's because of his performance that I don't like him. Yeah. So the, it's funny you say that. The last time I, I've, I mean, I've seen this movie a million fucking times, but when I watched it back in November, 
I got the feeling like I almost feel like they asked. Don, now, I have no confirmation of this, but I almost feel like they asked Don King to be in the movie. And he said no. And they were like, well, fuck it. If he's not going to be in the movie, we will recreate Don King and then amp it up to 11. And that's what they did. And it's extremely grating to me when I watch it. Hit me I'll sue. Punch me I'll ahead, sue. Pug. Come on, pug. Yeah. Um. I feel like that guy embodied his role, although it's ridiculous and over the top. I get the, I get all that, but it's just what it is. Yeah, I thought he ate the heart of Don King, <laughs> munched down on it, <laughs> and then became Don King <laughs> yeah. instead of Jason. Oh my God! Yeah, he's in Jason Goes to Hell, guys. Uh, anybody listening to this will know that. Okay. I just feel like now they're be being exposed to like boxing elements outside of their little bubble. And and there are people like this and there's people like Tommy Gunn and there's people like Union Kane whoever the f- I don't even know who he is, what why we care about him. I can give you the whole backstory on that guy. You can cuz I don't know why we care about Union Kane. Who names their kid Union? Oh sorry. I I meant the real guy, not the character. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean Union Kane, that just goes along the lines with Clubber Lang, Ivan Drago, Tommy Gunn. It's like, what sound? What does union mean, though? I don't know. The f- fuck? I don't know. The union of... <laughs> I don't know. He was a real boxer. His name's Mike Williams. And the fun, the funny thing is, three years after this movie came out, because, you know, obviously Tommy Gunn is Tommy Morrison, who was a real boxer. Right. So three years after this movie came out, the real fighters, Tommy Morrison and Mike Williams, who played Union Kane, were supposed to fight in real life. And the night of the fight, one hour before the, the ESPN broadcast came on, Mike Williams, Union Kane, backed out of the fight because he wanted more money. Wow. Oh. Yeah. And Tommy, was Tommy Gunn a really good boxer in real life? I mean, I know like he won some fights, but it lost okay, the biggest so, so when this movie came out, he had a lot of wins. He was an up-and-coming heavyweight contender, but he had just beat like a bunch of tomato cans, basically. But after this movie came out, his star really took off. He got a bunch of publicity, and then about a year after this movie came out, he uh, he fought this guy named Ray Mercer. I know you guys don't know who that is, but he was another undefeated heavyweight back then. And Ray Mercer beat Tommy Morrison to within an inch of his life. It's one of the most brutal knockouts you'll ever see. I'll send it to both of you after we're done recording. Hmm. Is that how he got but, AIDS? No. <laughs> 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 he, he was good. He just was. He just could never take it to the next level. He had a suspect chin. He went down a lot. He had really good power. He had good skills. He couldn't take a punch very well. But, you know, he was a contender, but he just wasn't great. I read a whole book about him a couple years ago. He had sex with an ungodly amount of women and contracted HIV through that. Oh, that's kind of hot. Oh, very. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, let's hope he got AIDS by the last one then, if that's the case. So, uh, yeah, back to Rocky Five. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh yeah, um, so this movie is is a riches to rag story. That's that's always weird. Yeah. Again, it, it is very dark, right? Doesn't it start off very dark? Like, what? He told me he was assigned a tax extension. Tax extension, Paul. Yeah, it was power of attorney. Meanwhile, I'm a kid like power of a... What? What's happening? Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't happened, just yeah. give nothing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't give nothing. Rocco, he's the guy's a freaking thief. We first start with a shot of Stallone in the shower naked. 
Let's not forget that. I know that that's why Chris really secretly loves this movie so much. Oh no, that's why he's like so in the closet. He just wants to just shit on it. But then he's got the trembling hands, and it, it, I actually got a little emotional. Like you feel it. Like he sells that part, and then the, the whole Mick thing is, is weird. Where it gets a little. Again, the character starts like I like how they go up into the attic. And they, he opens up, and immediately they find the hat and the jacket <laughs> that he had from part one and two. And then she finds the glasses. And then they put on, and that's a cute little moment. But then he wears the hat and the fucking glasses, or wears the hat and the coat for the rest of the movie. <laughs> and then starts smoking Smart again. smoking again, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my immediately. God. And you're not saying this is a caricature. Like, he immediately turns into part two. He does. You're right. Uh, I don't know. I guess I don't. I guess because I love part two, I figured, okay, well, that's not wrong with that. I don't know. Part two is my favorite one. I just, I can't. This one just felt like almost a cartoon version of that to me. Okay. What if you don't focus on that, though, and you just go on the ride of the movie? Will you say it doesn't move along well? Would you say it doesn't hit good plot points? Like, I love meeting Tommy Gunn. He beats the shit out of the guy just to prove it to Rocky. Then they have dinner and he has this weird story about beating up his old man. And then the kid's <laughs> listening and he's like, yeah, we don't want to teach our son this. And and like how he gets so interested in Tommy because of Mickey and now he gets to be this angel on his shoulder. Like He does have like these legit sentimental things that totally consume him and make him forget about the world outside and it's all Tommy this, Tommy that. <laughs> You know what? I don't disagree with that. Like, no, there's some I, I, there's some great scenes yeah. in that movie. Yeah, and it moves. It's edited well. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I agree. I'm along for the ride. In fact, this would make a good gateway to Creed almost. But they they pop in the uh, the old Rocky Balboa in between. But I lo- I well, we'll get there. But the it, that's a total different beast unto itself. But this this is like yeah, that riches the rag story to bring him back. I mean, it's it's weird because you're right. You, you most people don't want to see that. They want to see the underdog win, excel, and win. Right. Yeah. And this one, it's almost like you're 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 going backwards. It's a downer in a way. Yeah, it is. I mean, he he gets his son back and and, and family and that aspect of it. But yeah, it's it's like a gut punch. <laughs> so real quick, what are your what are your opinions on Tommy Morrison's acting in the movie? I thought he did damn good. Yeah, I liked him. He had zero acting experience going into this movie, and I thought he was really good. Wow. Shockingly good for yeah. no experience whatsoever. Yeah. Like, uh, like he, you don't think, oh, God, he's just not selling it. Not at all. No. Like, he, he's fine. He's fine. And the Mick flashbacks, or not flashbacks, but oh, yeah. recreation, like the, the scenes with him, they're good, too, because what a way to bring back an iconic character of the series. So right. that, that's why I say the movie does good things within the the universe of Rocky, but I just don't rate it as high or feel like that attachment as I do with one through four. Right. It's weird, right? But see, I do, but I do also realize it's the, the least best. But like, even when he's having that moment with Mickey, that always stuck to me as a kid. Mickey's delivery is on point. He's like, like this just his tone of his voice and how he delivered the lines and the fact that you only see Rocky from the back because you can never that face can never pull off it was a 1981 face you know or whatever yeah. that was uh, <laughs> like they only show him from the back so that that's pretty funny but like he said yeah it's Ricky Mars is a, a thing he gave me before you know whatever, whatever. and it it really you know just like 
Jason's mother being in Friday Part 2, her being in that totally legitimizes that movie. It is legit. It's a, it's perfect. It's just like Part 1, but better. Blah, blah. Mickey being in this majorly reties it and has connective tissue back to the series again. Now we're, now, okay, now I'm buying this a little bit more, even though I don't know. So it keeps bringing you back and taking you out and bringing you back and taking you out. It's not perfect. But like uh, we talked about, so people who don't know this, I sent you guys a link. That whole speech that Mickey's giving is exactly what Cuss uh, D'Amato said to about Mike Tyson, almost word for word. They, they 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 made it a little better in the movie. It, it flows better, but Cuss like basically said those exact things, which is really interesting. And must be a nice Easter egg for boxing fans. Yep. If he weren't here, I probably wouldn't be alive today. The fact that he is here and doing what he's doing and doing as well as as he's doing and improving as he has gives me the motivation and interest to stay alive because I believe that a person dies when they no longer wants to live. But I have a reason with, with Mike here, and he gives me the motivation. I will stay alive, and I will watch him become a success, because I will not leave until that happens. This guy went in, Rocky's in his corner, this and that, then you slowly see Duke move in on it, and then suddenly when they're celebrating, he's like posing with this redhead chick, and like Duke, and they're hanging out. <laughs> Oh, Rocky's done a tremendous job training you. Yeah, well, he should, yeah, let him keep training you, sure. But I want the money, motherfucker. You know, like, <laughs> it's, like, really funny. And it really makes you feel like that's the inside thing of the business. And then it's it's just so awkward when they come over and bring the presents and he's driving the cars and then he starts fighting with Rocky. And then Rocky has these head things where he keeps seeing Drago punching him. And that creates more connective tissue to part four, which we all like. <laughs> you know, it's kind yeah. of funny that way. I don't know. No, you're you're, you're right, and I do like when they go back into the the the, the Philadelphia area in, in the sense of like where uh, they all came from. How he's got a fan base there, like like people haven't forgotten about him, and, and almost they're not making fun of him for moving back. I mean, the higher ups are like the the um, again. I keep forgetting his name. The, the Don King guy. Don King. Duke. Duke. Duke character, he he's like, why oh, you want to be here? Why would you want to be here? And whatever. But I like the community's behind him. He's got the support. Yeah, you can start living like human beings again. We're living yeah. like human beings. Why don't you try it sometime? <laughs> yeah. So how about that? What do you think of that? The the character of Adrian. She even said in part three, she's like. What do we have? We have money. We have cars, blah, blah. And she basically shows that all she cares about is Rocky. And she is literally okay with all of this. She is, like, she even in part two would have been happy if Rocky never even fought for the championship and never got anything. She was totally happy living in that apartment that they first moved into and she she proved that she's okay with none of this amazing life and just Rocky again. Like, that doesn't speak volumes. Like, it, it's almost like we're missing a lot of the goodness because of these weird, bad points. No, it's great. I mean, that shows right there. All she cares about at her core is Rocky. That's all she wants. If she has Rocky, she's happy. She doesn't care about the fucking cars, the mansion, all that bullshit. As long as she has Rocky, she'll live in squalor 
whatever, she's fine. And that's great. I mean, that just speaks to the, you know, the nature of that character, how good she is. Right. We can't skip over the part in the bar when Tommy smokes Polly and then Rocky's like, Polly! And he's like, you should have left him on the street where you found him. And Rocky oh, gets up and yeah. looks at Tommy and says, you knocked him down. Why don't you try knocking me down? Dude, that is the most fucking alpha scene in the entire franchise, dude. If that doesn't get your blood going, I don't know what does. And Tommy's like, let's do it. Fuck yes. Right. That. And then even the scene where he they're done with the press conference and he's arguing with Duke. He's like, oh, come on, Tommy. When the public's right, they're right. He's like, there's your own man saying this, you know, and all that stuff. Like, a lot of these scenes are really poignant and yeah. really well-performed. and well, bring, Brings the drama back. Brings the drama. Are... And then even we glossed over the kid getting beat up at school. And he's training with Rocky's guys in the gym instead of his own dad. And then still does it. And his dad still sort of showed interest. But then, hey, Rock, I'm cooling down over here. And then you see Tommy deliberately now pull him away from you. Like, there's a yeah. lot of great beats here. It's just all done so well that it's hard for me to look at it cynically and just bring up, eh, but Rocky's acting too much like this. And this is kind of weird and that, so this is no good. I can't do it. I can't make believe this isn't good just because there's a couple things amiss. The mistake I make with this movie is if you... I mar so I marathon these movies every year. One through six, either on the same day or at least the same weekend. And when you watch them all back to back, this one just stands out like a sore thumb. Like wow. it just I don't know. It's like again, it's not bad, it's not terrible. Just compared to the other ones, in my opinion, it is just far inferior to the other ones. I don't know about far inferior, but it's just I it's just good. And I don't mind watching it, but yes, there's something. I don't know if it's the aesthetic there's something missing. or what. Something just doesn't work like the four that – not work, work makes it seem like I don't like it. doesn't work as well as the four that led up to it is, Agreed. I guess, a better way to say the, it. The music is on point here. Like all those classic Rocky – like it fits. It's in the right spots. It, it hits the same beats. Like even when she's like, you're losing your son for God's sake. If you want to pass something on, pass it to him. Like, and that music and his reaction and everything. I mean, there was that weird, creepy ass moment when he tried to make out with his son or whatever that was. <laughs> Remember he kept like going up to him and doing something like blowing yeah. his ear or something like that. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? But, but besides that awkward moment, yeah, like so many things, they did so much right that I I can't I can't get on board with the the I don't like the and will I say this is as good as those first four no but 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 it's still great to me and great meaning that it's a movie I'm willing to watch like every two years well that's that's fine I get I get that it's just if if I would watch that this movie separate from the other ones I think I would enjoy it better in instead of watching it in a marathon with the other ones. I don't try think it. Literally try it next year. Just watch it first or watch it a week before. It kill the flow. <laughs> yeah. Don't kill the flow. So, all right, well, let's, uh, what, one thing when at the, at the end of the street fight, when Rocky throws the final punch that knocks Tommy out or up against the chain link fence 
Rocky throws this almost cartoonish uppercut and it misses by like two feet. It's you don't even have to slow it down. You can see it in real time. It's not even fucking close, dude. He throws it and it's like this far away and Tommy goes flying back. <laughs> and I always want to say I do like the allure of Tommy um, wanting to get the shot going with Rocky, but Rocky's just not moving fast enough for him. And so uh, he ends up going with the the, the bad guys, uh, the Duke uh, of the nature, to 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 get his shot and whatever. I like that aspect. Right. Uh, and um, ultimately, the, like you're right. Like I I just wanted a bigger final fight. I thought if there was a way to have gotten them into the ring, that would have been an epic last act. But I guess it's not what this movie wanted to be because Rocky was done. He was he was retired at this point, and. I guess the reason we get the next movie is because this was done in 1990. And when you have all these years that passed, he looked back at the series and and thought, just like Chris does, that this one just didn't end the series on the note that he wanted to end it on. Well, it's nowhere near Rocky Four, so sure. You never want to end it at a lesser movie, right? Um, Okay, let's, before we give ratings, let's try to give one more uh, idea or thought is this movie, after all we said with the plot points and the sun and how it all ties in, how it all lands at the end, how you like how it shows he's trying to get, you know, he didn't get his championship fight in time, he's going to go to the other guy. Would you all, would you both say this movie is written really well? Is there any script problems? Is this movie written properly and well? Do, is it the performances of, of Rocky's dumbness and Duke? Let's say that those aren't on paper, obviously. So is this movie written well? I've never thought about that, but as yeah. I'm sitting here thinking about it, yeah, I think it was written well. I think it's more just the performances. Right. I think it's written well enough. Again, if we can't establish how he gets from riches to rags uh, about with the auction stuff, that might be a bit of a loophole in the writing. Mm-hmm. And But other than that, yeah, I, f- I feel like based on where they wanted to go and how they that's where they wanted to get them and where they wanted to end up in the, and sue me for what? being the last line <laughs> yeah. or whatever like I don't know that worked for me too so you know how they open all these movies by showing a montage of the fight from the previous movie I think this movie has the best opening the way they show the Rocky Drago fight with the music they're fit, it, it goes from regular speed to slow slow motion to cuts to black and white while they're showing the actors names as they show a shot of the actor like Talia Shire mm-hmm. Burgess, you know, whatever. Right, where she's cheering it. fucking yeah. fantastic. Um, uh, Burt Young, all that stuff. And then the very end, when the movie's over and the closing credits are playing and they play that Elton John song, which was written specifically for this movie, Measure of a Man, I think that is fucking fantastic that final uh, closing credit scene. They're showing clips from all the Rocky movies. That song is emotional and touching and it just fits perfectly. Yeah. He runs up those stairs with his kid. And I will say, I always did notice that the Drago fight was cut out of order. Oh, they show all of the Drago stuff first. And then they make, they make it seem like Rocky came back in the very <laughs> final round and landed that punch. Right. Totally out of I That always actually bothered me. So it was funny to hear you say you loved it. Yes. No, no, it's great. But yeah, if you look at it from that angle, it's ridiculous. Right, right, right. So yeah, um, yeah. Rocky Five. Listen, it's a complex movie. It's polarizing. It probably is rough for a Rocky fan to say negative things about it. 
but it, unfortunately, it's not as smooth. It's not as it, it doesn't hit exactly like what we've been watching for four movies. So it, it just no one's ever going to look at this like the rest of the four. Unfortunately, it is what it is. But with that being said, Chris, how do you rate Rocky five out of five? Like I said, if I just watch this movie on its own and not in close proximity with the other ones, I'd probably give it 3.5 out of five. But watching it in a in a marathon with the other ones, can't get it over a three. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd say I'm 3.5. I mean, I, I don't hate it. I don't dislike it. Yeah. It's just, like I said, it's by far my least favorite. Right. I'll say I'll say 3.5 and the only other thing I wanted to add is do we know why he didn't want to direct this one? Yeah, he wanted the guy who directed the first one to recapture that. Yep. To recap that was as simple as that. So the, yep. it, it was that aspect. Okay. Yep, John John Avildsen. Yeah. Uh, do you guys feel he recaptured it? No. no. He tried. No, no, not, no, not 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 successfully. They tried, but I like I said it seems caricature-esque. Like yep. it seems like a facade almost, or something. It's just it, it's they try to put the elements there, but that's what something's not quite right. <laughs> Agree. All right, uh, I I have because of my history with it, because of my nostalgia, I got to give it a four out of five. I really like it, um, you know. And I've heard people not like it for years, and that never. When I'm sitting there and I'm, everyone's doing their thing. That, that doesn't bother me. I, I just watch it, take it for what it is. And that's it. I, I love the Tommy Gunn character. I love his thing with Rocky. I love the thing with the kid. I love Adrian's character. And Paulie has great stuff in this movie, too. Um, we always got we, we always we kind of forgot him in part four, really, which is weird because he gave one of his greatest moments ever when he told Rocky if he can unzip himself and be anybody, I want to be you. And as if that's not great enough, you get the amazing moment five minutes later when he looks at Drago and goes, Hey, Rock, remember what I said about wanting yeah. to be you? Forget it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the only way to make the first part better. <laughs> So, yeah, Paulie always has his moments. Um, but, yeah. So, that was Rocky Five. Wow. So, we got one movie to go, and that is it. Rocky One, Two, Three, Four, Five, and no, not Six, because this is 2016, where we say other things. Or Six, where we say other things. And <clears throat> nothing could just be named Rocky Six, right? Nobody wants to see that. So, this is Rocky Balboa coming up, guys. <laughs> 